Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Looking ahead to today's other round of 16 matchup between Porto and Arsenal, here's a look at how these two teams match up. They last faced off against each other in 2010 in Champions League. Um, and Arsenal, Alexis, they've been scoring goals with abandon lately. Five consecutive wins in a row. They've got 21 goals in their last five games. Uh-huh. Uh, how are you feeling? We, we've talked about this matchup as one of those, the same way we talked about PSV and Dortmund, as like, oh, this could be, we could potentially see an upset here in the round of 16. But with the way Arsenal are playing, where is your confidence level right now that that will not be the case? Um, look, Jesus, Gabriel Jesus doesn't travel with the team. Zinchenko doesn't travel with the team. Um, Tomiyasu doesn't travel with the team. Uh, a silver, lining, silver lining is uh, Fabio Vieira, who's been out for quite a while, does. And Porto is where we, uh, where we purchased him from, where Arsenal purchased him from. I just got to stop saying we. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a big opportunity for him to go back home. I think Porto is in is not in the best situation at the moment, right? The last three matches haven't been great. I believe they've only won one out of the last three. And overall, the club is kind of going through a real trauma situation, political drama. Uh, the the president who's been there, I don't want to get his name wrong because he has like six names. Uh, Jorge Nuno Pinto da Costa, who's 86 years old, is running for president again. He's been president since 1982. Uh, Andre Villas-Boas, who you guys might remember, uh, got the job through like, being living in the same building as Sir Bobby Robson. And nonetheless, hmm. he's now running. He loves, he says he loves Porto, not football. Um, so he's running for president. And he wants to get rid of some of the stuff, the, the glad handing, if you will, that happens with uh, the supporters. And the supporters, uh, in particular the Super Dragons, have reacted by supposedly, allegedly vandalizing his home and calling in death threats and bomb threats. So the president has been arrested. Uh, so there's a lot going on there. So I'm expecting all of that to say Arsenal are high flying. Porto's got their own problems. They haven't been winning uh, too much in the last few matches, which means I still am not confident. That's Porto, how much of an Arsenal fan I am. Porto has a sneaky pedigree. They do. Recently in the Champions League, I mean, mind you, they have more Champions Leagues than Arsenal, mm-hmm. um, but that's over uh, a long... They also have more than Boca. They, <laughs> they, they have longer, over a longer period. Um, th- that's that, but recently... They've, they've knocked out teams like Juve. They went toe-to-toe with Inter last season. So not only the fans, Sergio Concisão, the manager, and the players as well understand what's needed mm. from them, especially at home, to step up to the plate. I think Arsenal, the onus is on Arsenal, absolutely, and they're probably going to be the team that's going to be dictating larger portions of the game. But Porto are an organized balanced team um, and this is not just because I love Boga um, but one of their standouts in the midfield has been Alan Barrera 
who they brought up for Boca, that has given a little bit of that balance. But it's not only them, it's Galeno and Pepe. And Evan Nielsen is absolutely incredible. They, Nine they games have, in the they're, season. they're good going forward, and Pepe is... They have Pepe. That's all unretirable. you have to say. Is he like 60 years old now? <laughs> he keeps playing. And the ishousery that he brings every single game ish is Ishousery. Yeah, is that, is that a good word? That's, That's great. great. You can word. use that on stage. I will 100% yeah, sometimes good, sometimes uh, maybe ishousery. Ish ishy, ishy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and they are organized. And I feel like we always see a Portuguese side right in this stage of the competition uh, because they are so organized. So this won't be easy in Porto for Arsenal. But I'm with Nico. I, I think Arsenal, the way they're playing, will dictate the rhythm of the match. Having said that, I think Porto understands. Don't be surprised if they sit in a low block for a little while and try and get back to uh, you know three weeks from now to, to London and, and make the, you know make some some magic happen. But um, I don't know that this will be the prettiest of matches because I don't allow Porto. I don't think Porto will allow it to be pretty. I don't. I. I, I don't disagree with you, but I want to give Mikel Arteta some credit and this whole coaching team. This is the first time that Arsenal have reached the knockout stages since the 2016-2017 season, which is a home and away 5-1 loss to, to Bayern. So it wasn't great mm. the last time. But what we've seen from Mikel Arteta, in particular at this calendar year and the switch over from December to January, is adaptability and something that I think you could have said Mikel Arteta didn't really have. He was very staunch in how he wanted to play. He's sort of changed a little bit. He's, he's starting to adapt a little bit, in particular, to the, to the opponent. And that... If for Arsenal fans gives us a little bit more, mm -hmm. a little bit more room to breathe, if you will, in particularly the way he's using Kai Havertz, who has completely come into his own and really started to take away some of the negative connotation that Big he game had. For him today, though. This is a massive game for him. If he puts him in that, if if Mikalitas puts him in that false nine position, and we see him floating around, in particular in those half spaces at the top of the box, drawing defenders with him, being influential in set pieces. If we can see Gabriel Magalhaes get up and score a header on a set piece, the best set piece team in England, uh, I think we're going to see a Porto that's not really going to know how to handle that. Because I think a team that plays the way Arsenal plays, if they can adapt to that low block and that weight and try to absorb that pressure, they're used to that a little bit in England. If they can impose themselves in Portugal, then I'm going to be really, really confident about the return leg as well. Hmm. I want to ask you something that I can't believe I don't know the answer to. Hmm. Would you rather them win Champions League or the Premier League title if you had to choose between the two? Champions League. Champions League. They've won the Premier League title. Yeah. They went invincible. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Uh, Champions League is the one, you know, just... Just for a moment, where I think the the Thierry Henry statue outside the Emirates will smile. Yeah. If, <laughs> if like. Do you think Mikel Arteta feels the same? Would is would he prioritize a chance? It's funny you ask that. In the he was asked uh, before they they traveled to Portugal about it, and he said, you know, I, Pep Guardiola even mentioned. 16. You, you can't underestimate the round of 16 because these a lot of these teams that you think of being mm -hmm. smaller come in very inspired and and their their willingness to want to win will sometimes catch you off guard. But he said their goal is to get to the final. I'm thinking about that final in Wimbledon. If he's willing to talk about it, I will not accept it in my heart. Okay. That it's a possibility. Oh, I want good things for you, Alexa. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean... 
outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.